Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Every I, I'm, I'm eight days into being a father, and everything is running a little bit slow. Sorry for the backup, everybody. Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Uh, I would say backsportspage.com. We haven't even been on that for like six weeks to two months. Seth came in, Sean Palmer. Mr. Palmer, are you on? Hello? Venus? All right. Having him call back in. So, in the last seven days, what has happened? Well, Number one, I'm a, well, as you know from last Monday night show where we had a, had a, had a few drinks while we were hosting, uh, I'm a dad. We came home. We don't sleep. Well, we sleep a little bit. Jake is doing pretty well. Uh, although I can say watching his verse yesterday was not the most – was interesting to say the least. Um, Sean, are you there? Yeah. Did I not Hello? tell you that the bris – I'm still here. Okay. Hello. Do you You're hear here. me now? I'm, on, I'm here. I can hear you. All this right, great. I, I did tell you that the bris would be a little unnerving to you. Yeah, but I didn't feel unnerved by it. Apparently, I looked that way, but I didn't feel bad about it. Oh, you definitely had that look of, uh, oh, my Lord. Anyway, Christmas in July, well, August 1st this year, for every baseball fan, it is the trading deadline, where the risks become richer and those that make stupid moves make Sean, stupid moves. Sean, we can't we can't really hear you too well. Uh, you, how close are you right now? That's problematic. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? All right, great. So I, the trading deadline trading deadline is today, where the rich become richer, the poor get poorer, the Yankees make what I would think the best moves in the trading deadline, and the Mets once again get screwed by an injury. But that's just the way that it works for New York sports fans today. And we said this last week. We started out by saying props to Brian Cashman in finally acknowledging what every Yankee fan has known for a couple of years. You're mediocre. You're not going to be a a top-flight contender in the next couple of years. So tear it all down. And today, as a Yankee fan, you tore it all down. What do you think? Well, when you get six of the top 50 to 75 prospects in three, and by trading two relievers and a 40-year-old DH, I'm relatively happy. You know, it, I realize it goes against all that the Steinbrenners have believed in over the last 25, 30, 25 years. But when you... You know, you you still have yes, you don't have the you don't have the nasty boys of ninety as your seven eight nine as your seventh eighth inning eighth inning relievers. About that, um, but we still have these. Wow, fun. Okay, we still do have a reliever in Batances. We traded a guy who's going to be a free agent next by the end of the season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to resign in Chapman. You trade Andrew Miller. You trade Beltran, who's a very nice player, but we don't really need a 40-year-old DH, and if we do, we have one that we're paying $20 million a year for in A-Rod. And we get six prospects. Um, you'll, go in, you know, you'll go into detail more about them because you you're a minor league baseball guy. But, yeah, 
Absolutely. It is, exactly. uh, to me, it, 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 it puts you in the top echelon of the farm systems and allows you once Teixeira and A-Rod and Sebastian and all these guys are off, the, are off the books. It allows for a very quick, hopefully a, a, a pretty rapid rebuild. Absolutely. No question about it. I think that Cashman did a wonderful job. Uh, a little bit more about the prospects that you guys got. Um, obviously, the pitcher in Dylan Tate today, a number, I believe it was number four overall in last year's draft, a high quality. And apparently Sean has made it out yet again. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be back in a second. All right. He'll, he'll come back in a minute. But they bring in Glaber Torres in is Glaber Torres in the Chapman trade. They bring in Quinn Frazier in the uh, what do you call it trade in the in the Andrew Miller trade, and now they bring in Dylan Gio, who's a number four pick in 2015. Although he's have off to a lousy start uh, in in single A in his first year, but when you look when you look at this team with Aaron Judge, and Gary Sanchez, and Jorge Mateo, now this is a team that has some hope at the end of the day, finally. And after after four or five years of mediocrity, it's nice to see. Absolutely, and and I'm sorry for the delay, but I just got into Seth's abode and taking a look at little Jake, and he doesn't have orange on yet, but we're working on that. But anyway, the fact of the matter is success. Dylan Tate, number four prospect overall. Torres, a great shortstop prospect. You know when they made the Andrew Miller trade yesterday, I came out saying you guys stole a prospect because Clint Frazier, I love. Tools love him because of his hair. No, I love him because he is a toolsy guy who will make an impact on the lineup. And really, you're looking at this two years from now. You're not even looking for next year where you get a Bryce Harper who you hope to accomplish. And then you you put all these guys together. And look, arms, you can get as many arms as you want. You hope that one or two of them work out. That's the way that pitching works. So you hope that Tate works out, but you got a couple more arms in that deal. You got a couple arms in the Chicago deal and in the Cleveland deal. And overall, I think the Yankees are are one of the big winners in this trading deadline. But it's interesting because I think Texas is a big winner too, because I think Beltran will do incredibly well in that. Well, again, Texas is is this is a one year run for Texas. You bring in Beltran, you bring in Jonathan Lacroix. You have a solid staff to begin with. You are probably a co-favorite with Cleveland right now in the American League. or are pretty, clo- pretty close in that regard, which would make it for a very interesting series because have to see how badly Cleveland boos LaCroix considering he turned them down due to his no-trade clause. So who do you have as the winners of this year's trading deadline? I think the winners really are Milwaukee. Believe it or not, they got a great haul, not for LaCroix, but for Will Smith. So a situational lefty goes to San Francisco for Philip Ackford and uh, Andrew Cio, I think is last, Cisco is his name. The top, the second best catching prospect in the in minor league baseball, and a very good pitching prospect for a situational lefty. Now this is not Andrew Miller, mind you. This is not a closer. Right. This is a situational lefty. Now look at it the other way. What did the Giants get? Well, the Giants got Matt Moore. And when you get a solid number four, and he's a number four for that team, he'd be a number two on most teams. So now you're going at it in the West 
with a four of Samarja, Baumgartner, Cueto, and now Moore, you're looking you're, you're looking pretty steady in that team. Um, the losers. I think the Mets lost. I really do. I, look, I oh, love. No, wait a minute. No, we didn't. We, I know you were you you had no interest really in Jay Bruce, but they didn't give up Brandon Neal. Right. Are you gave okay up worse you? than Brandon Neal? Okay. So the reason that you didn't sign Daniel Murphy is because you had Dilson Herrera there, and you said, okay, he's our future second baseman. Well, now because of this injury to a Class A pitcher or a Class A hitter, you had to give up Herrera instead of Nemo. Nemo has no place for the Mets right now. So Bruce, you're right. I had no interest in Bruce. Okay. I have more of an interest in Bruce now, considering the fact that the Mets haven't been able to score more than two runs in the last two weeks. The other thing is that Bruce is signed through next year. So in my opinion, this is what's going to happen. Bruce is going to play right field or left field, one of the two corners. Granderson is going to play the other corner. And the Mets are going to bid adieu to Mr. Cespedes after this year. He's going to opt out. The Mets are going to offer him a qualifying offer and then take the pick and be fine with whatever they get. And I think that that's just the way it should be because Cespedes is a good player, but he's not a $27 million player. And he hasn't proven that. And it's interesting, once we get done with the deadline – we do, I did go back and listen to our show from our predict, for our predictions for the Major League Baseball, given that it is August 1st and we're coming down the home stretch, and we'd like to see how we do at the middle of the year. Uh, how did we do? Well, first, look, there are a couple of other trades that went on. LaCroix goes to Texas, right? And Matt Duffy goes to Tampa Bay in that, in that Matt Moore deal. Uh, Cleveland picked up Andrew Miller, which – but Cleveland made themselves a whole lot better. And I think LaCroix doesn't go to Cleveland because they still have Jan Gomes. And where is LaCroix going to play next year? He wanted that option ripped up. And I completely understand it. And for those that are saying that Jonathan LaCroix is, is, is selfish, you know what? He negotiated this no-trade clause for a reason. And he used it as leverage. And you know what? When a team uses one of these clauses is leverage. Everybody is saying, oh, what a great deal they did. They declined the player option. Well, guess what? Decline a team option. Guess what? McCord just did exactly what the teams do. We just don't feel it the same way for players that we do for teams. It's just the nature of the beast. Okay, so where did we start out this year? Well, we got a, you know what? We got a lot right. I think we both had the Nationals to start in the East. Well, let's start in the NL East, right. So the Nat, we both had the Nationals, we both had the Mets, we both had the Marlins, and then we both had the Phillies and the Braves. So I'm not sure how the standings look. I think the Marlins are ahead of the Mets, but not by much, uh, by a game and a half. Two games? Two and a half. Two and a half. And then we have Philly and, and Atlanta. So we did pretty well, but we both said that the Nats would, would run away. And they basically have. I, I picked them to run far away. And they're on a steady group. They're on a steady group. The Phillies have been better than we thought. No question about it. Being only 14 games out when I had them thinking 20, 25 games out. Okay, so let's go into the National League Central. You had the Cubs, the Cards, the Pirates, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati. How are you looking right now? Cubs, the Cardinals, Cubs, Cardinals Pirates, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Well done. Thank you. I had the Cubs, the Pirates, St. Louis. Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Okay, so so we're, we're six of one, half dozen the other. You said that there would be three 90-win 90, 90 teams in that league. 
probably yeah, not probably not with Pittsburgh or St. Louis. St. Louis only at 56. It's possible. I mean, the 53%. They're generally going 60% to get to that point. You had the Pirates. I had the Pirates at the wild card. You had both the Cardinals and the Pirates in the wild card standings. At this time, it's 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 a CFC. It may or may not happen. Thank you. In the national in the National League West, um, you know what? We didn't figure the entire division. We had I had San Francisco winning. You both you also had San Francisco winning, and we both had the Dodgers second. We said the rest of it is is crap. Right. So you know what? We were we were right. We thought that Arizona would probably come in third. Yeah, and Colorado is probably overachieved a little bit. A little bit. But Travis' story has been the story of the National League. So that may be why. Thank you. Okay, in the American League, we both had – where am I? Hold on. We both had Toronto first. We both had Boston second. I had the Yankees, the Rays, and the Orioles. You had the Rays, the Yankees, and the Orioles. And at the same time, we both really messed up on the Orioles. We should know better. We should know better than to overlook Buck Showalter. Although the Blue Jays are a half game out and the Red Sox are one and a half out, despite having the worst staff it seems to Agreed. And what was interesting was me being wrong in that I thought that the Red Sox would not score. Well, the Red Sox have put up 574 runs, which I believe leads the entire major league. Yeah. Not a lot. Not your greatest uh, prediction. No, no. But they've also given up a ton of runs. So maybe that was there. Um, you had the Yankees above. Yeah, so you, you're about right once you put the Orioles at the top instead of the bottom. So, nice. you know what? We make mistakes. Uh, for the AL Central, Kansas City, you had Kansas City, Detroit, Cleveland. Chicago. No, you had Minnesota, Chicago. Really? Yeah. I always had Chicago. That's surprising. Well, I was even worse. I had Kansas City, Cleveland, so at least I had Cleveland up there. Then I have Minnesota, who may be the worst team in the major leagues, Detroit and Chicago. And Detroit has obviously, and Chicago, have both superseded our expectations. Chicago had a great run at the beginning. It's fallen off horribly so far since then, and hence the Chris Sale. But the discussions about Chris Sale. Who went went nowhere. Right. Because with a a team-friendly contract and potentially the Cy Young winner, Exactly. In the, in the West, you had Houston, Texas, Seattle, Anaheim, and Oakland. So, not bad. And I had the Astros, no, you had, I'm sorry, the other way around. You had the Astros, Seattle, Texas, Oakland, Anaheim, and I had Houston, Texas, Seattle, Anaheim, and Oakland. So, I'm a little bit better than you on this one. Not much. Houston has been the team of the second half of the first half. They were 10 games under at one point, and they have come back strong, and good for them. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. So I am going to give you props. You had Corey Kluber as your Cy Young Award winner, and Corey Kluber has had a tremendous year so far. So I give you props on that. You had Madison Baumgartner as your Cy Young Award winner nationally. You, you went on a huge limb, but at the same time, you did pretty well. I had Kershaw and Hamels. Kershaw would be if he was healthy. And Hamels, healthy. And Hamels, has, and been, Hamels has been okay. Yeah. I had Rizzo and Hosmer as my MVPs. Neither one of them has gone anywhere. Uh, well, wait a minute. Rizzo, but not MVP. Not MVP. And you had uh, Trout and Harper. Harper may win, depending yeah, on what his second half is. Going out, but, 
we'll we'll again touch base on where we are in the wild cards at the end of the year. We don't really need to touch upon that right now, but at the same time, we're doing okay. Well, Which is what? better than we've done in any draft. Or, uh, uh, and speaking of drafts, we do have to uh, to figure out when we are going to be doing our fantasy preview and our NFL preview and our college preview. So if we go backwards in time, uh, the Labor Day show will probably be our NFL preview as we normally do. I have a, I actually have a draft on that Wednesday. No, I'm talking about the Monday of Labor oh. Day. Oh, that's right. So we're looking at the fifth. No. I'm not going on vacation. There you go. So the fifth will be our NFL preview. The 29th will be our NCAA preview. And the 22nd will be our fantasy football preview. Because we assume that most people will be drafting after the 15th. Because if you're not, then you're in a really weird league. Yeah. Probably a dynasty league at that point. So we have the 8th and the 15th. uh, The 8th still to talk about uh, Rio, which I think we should go on to a little bit today. Wow. What a cluster. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Have, have you ever seen less enthusiasm for an Olympic game, for a summer Olympic game between, between what's gone on with the corruption in, in, in Russia, what's the, the disaster that the town of Rio has been? You, know, you, have, you have kidnapped, you have bodies flowing down the river, uh, I guess. I mean, the Amazon, I, guess, I don't know where they're doing the, the rowing or the canoeing. You have people left and right dropping out due to Zika. What a mess. And it's more of a mess given the fact that it's an hour difference. Like, if this was in Seoul, Korea, and it's a 13-hour, 14, 15-hour difference, I can see the lack of enthusiasm. I really can in, in the fact that, you know what, we won't be able to see anything live. You'll, you're going to stay up till 2 in the morning to see all these things. But it's an hour difference, Seth. I mean, we can basically watch almost everything live if we wanted to. I'll be- well, I know you will. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to uh, email Seth at Seth and Sean Sports Radio, uh, he will happily get back to you within a 10-minute service level agreement time <laughs> because that is his SLAs going forward. So we got the USA is begin. I, I saw them yesterday, the USA women's team in basketball face off against Australia. And it was a pretty big crowd of 14,000 people at MSG, which was very surprising. They're good. They're really good. They're going to win really easily. And they didn't even play their A game. I don't know what I'm looking forward to though. For, for, uh, are you looking forward to the rowing? I think I'm looking forward to the rowing to make sure that the, the water's clean. I mean, Am I looking forward to the track and field only to hear the stories about the, the housing? I mean, it's really, really bad. What are you looking forward to? Gymnastics? At least you know that'll be in air conditioning. That is true. Maybe. You know what? I just look forward. There's never anything specific I look forward to in the Olympics. I'll be, you know, every once in a while there's a specific matchup, whether it's Gatlin versus Bolt in the 100 or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, my... But I, you know, to me, I, I've always been a proponent of it's the amateur games, it's the amateurs that. So I'm never like I'll watch the basketball because I watch basketball, but I'm not a. I've never been a big fan of U.S. basketball since the Dream Teams. It's never, it's never had the same appeal to me. So to me, it's watching the sports I've been watch. The weird sports like that, badminton, which I find hysterically funny, or the, or the rowing, or the swimming, or the track. For two weeks, I enjoy it, and then. I'm very happy for four years away. Ping pong. Love it. 
I love watching the Chinese play ping pong. I love watching the Chinese play ping pong. But there is an interesting article on ESPN that, you know, when Ben Johnson was the first athlete to be stripped of a medal that I recall, I don't recall anybody before then. And probably that's because the media wasn't the media before 1992. And you have Ben Johnson, so he gets um, caught using, I think it was Winstrom. I can't remember the actual drug, but it was a PED, something horses take. And, man, that guy was huge. So he may have been able to knock down a horse at that time. He gets caught. And Carl Lewis gets the medal. And, but that happened at the games. Now we're looking at medals that are Marion Jones taken away. And you have other athletes that then get the medal because they were stripped of the medal. Is the Olympics still the Olympics you remember? Because it's not the Olympics I remember. No, but it's, it's, it's not for a variety of reasons. It's not because there are more professionals in it in a lot of sports, because there are probably a lot of sports that, in my mind, probably don't belong in the Olympics. It's, you know, the, the, drugging and all, the drug and all, drugs and all this most likely took place well, it's been taking place since before we were born with the Russians and East Germans in the 70s. Um, we just weren't aware. Well, I think no that was going to be my point, is that not only were steroids used or enhancements used, but professionals were used too. Right. Okay. So, so we remember it as amateurs, but if you ask a, a kid that grew up in the Soviet Union or a kid that grew up in East Germany, I can guarantee you that they never thought that these guys were amateurs. No, probably not. But again, it was a different mentality and a different thought process. And that's, you know, why there's such a great thought back or feel, feel back for lack of a better term, on that 80 hockey, 80 hockey Olympic team. Because that was truly an amateur team against the team of professionals and future Hall of Famers. Yeah, I think the the Russians had six or seven Hall of Famers on that team, and I don't think that there is a Hall of Famer from the 1980 Olympic team. Ed Morrow? Definitely not a Hall of Famer. Neil Broughton's not one. I don't think there's a Hall of Famer on that there team. There may be one, but I'll... I'll, I'll Dave Christian? No. no. Garrett, Bob Suter? No. You know, we'll, we'll look it up. But the fact is, you're right. When you look at the 92 Dream Team for basketball, they're all Hall of Famers, except for Leitner. And Leitner may be one. Will be one because of college. Right. So we're going to look this up in the 80 uh, Olympic team. We got a roster going on here. There we go. Mike Ramsey, no. Broughton, no. Johnson, no. Pavlich, no. No, I don't think he got one. Herb Brooks, maybe in later, and maybe Craig Patrick later as far as the uh, the Craig Patrick's a Hall of Famer. But more for what he did in the NHL than being an assistant on the 1980 Olympics. But overall, you're right. It's, it's less amateurish. And we always believed that it was nice to see Carl Lewis because he wasn't earning money. Little did we know was he was earning money. And the long jumpers, Mike Conley, I think, I think more than anything, track and field is where we still get the allure of amateurism, even though we don't believe it is. Right. Well, because there is no real professionalism. Nobody follows professional track and field. So even though these athletes are all prof- are quote unquote professional. It doesn't really matter because there's never been a difference between professional track and field and amateur track and field. 
because when you watched these games, you watched the Olympics <laughs> versus anything versus anything else. You don't really know that you don't know the difference between professional track and field and amateur track. You know, Usain Bolt, professional or amateur, same thing. That's why there needs to be bull riding. Amateur bull riding. Well, well there was a, a if you think about it, soccer is probably still the most amateur of all. And you're gonna ask me why and you're giving me a look why. Do you know why? They only allow three people, I believe, over the age of 22. So you have to think that most of these players, at least for the Americans, I'm not sure if it's the same worldwide, because you're in developmental leagues when you're in England and Germany and all those others, you would think they're probably not getting paid. You would hope. But again, you're right. There is no real... I don't know, excitement over these games. And there will always be a story coming out of these games, right? There's a story out of every game. It may be Michael Phelps' swan song. It could be Usain Bolt having 17 records instead of 14 records and pointing up to the sky with both hands and looking behind him. So what we got on tack for the first? So opening ceremonies, I believe, are on Friday night? Right, but it looks like it's starting August it still looks like it's starting the third. So it's starting on Wednesday. Now, I would like to give all of our listeners a very cool game to play in regards to the, in regards to the Olympics. And if, if you're bored by the Olympics, I suggest you listen to this and play this game. Because I'm open in case anybody would like to play. Challenge on. I don't know what it is yet, but challenge Oh, on. I'm not sure the challenge you want to accept. You watch the opening ceremonies. You have to articulate where every country is in the world that is playing in the Olympics. Okay. So when a per, when when NBC announces a, a now this game is only for people over twenty one. As you as you if if you know where the country is, you articulate it. If you're right, the other person gets to drink a shot. If you are wrong, you have to drink a shot. Now, how definitive do we have to be? You have to be location such as where is South Africa? It is at the bottom of Africa. That's enough, the bottom of Africa. Now, if you said where is Nigeria and you said it's in Africa, that is not enough. You have to, if you say where is the Philippines, it is in the, Indi- it is in the Indian Ocean south of Japan, you're good. But you have to be relatively close. If we say... Where is India? And someone says, Europe. <laughs> and your name is Marissa. You lose. You lose. Actually, if you're in the wrong continent, you have to drink the bottle. <laughs> well, luckily, we still have the Patron from yesterday. Sean was nice enough to bring over tequila because he thought I'd have a little bit of trouble watching my kid's uh, little uh, wee-wee get snip. Wee-wee. He is sleeping soundly, though. In spite of us being um, kind of loud. And obnoxious. And obnoxious. So what sports are you actually looking forward to? Okay, so I, I always, believe it or not, I always look forward to gymnastics. Women's gymnastics, not men's. I don't know why I don't like men's gymnastics. But Is this because you like women who could beat you up and meet all these women? Oh, no, that would be powerlifting, my friend. <laughs> that, would <not> be, <laughs> that would not be gymnastics. <laughs> women powerlifting, I am not looking forward to. No, I look, I look forward to gymnastics. I look forward to track and field. 
I don't look forward to swimming. I know everybody in the world looks forward to swimming. I do not. I do not like seeing people go back and forth and back and forth a hundred times. As opposed to running in a lap, running in a lap, running in a circle, running in a circle. Or it's a sprint in over in 10 seconds. As many things are. In <laughs> Maybe in your life. But I'm yeah, married. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I, I do look forward to track. Um, what else do I look forward to? So here, I look forward to women's basketball. Here's uh, a list of the games. I'll, okay. Archery, not at not all. all. Basketball, oh, we're going the other way? Athletics. I, I think that's track and field. Got to be considered track and field. Yeah. Are you looking for – I look forward to the decathlon. But you don't really get to watch the decathlon. You yeah. watch parts of it. But yeah, yeah. But, but it's fun. Look, I look forward to javelin because I like to think that I can throw that thing pretty far. I can't throw it far at all. I know I can't can you throw carry it. it. I can lift it. I don't know how heavy it is, but I've lifted one before. I have no idea on how to throw that thing. Or the hammer throw. I think there are women that can throw it further than me. You think there are women? Oh, there are definitely women that can throw it. Those are the weight, those are like the power lifting one. You like them, they can beat you up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, badminton. I never watch it. Oh, it's so much. I, I'm sure it is. It I just is don't watch so it. So much fun. Now let me ask you something. Do you enjoy playing badminton? Because you've played it. We've all played it. Yeah, but it's a little different. Um, well, they're better. But also, we're playing it more on a, you know, kind of a very casual. Sure. Yeah, actually, the real game is kind of crazy. It moves that thing up to 120 miles an hour. Yeah. So the little cock and balls. Oh, no, it's just a cock. <laughs> it is called, called a cock. All right. Basketball? Basketball. Women, not men. No enjoyment of the men's game. Just because you don't think anyone can compete with the U.S.? Just because I know nobody can compete with the U.S. And it's a high-flying – it's an all-star game to me. I mean, I don't think anybody – anybody in the U.S. plays defense. I'd really like to see the U.S. lose. Not in, not in the gold, silver, not in the now, medal round. Now, Donald Trump may have you deported for this. <laughs> not in the medal round. This goes against be making America great again. <laughs> because we needed to be again great in basketball. The concept is I'd like to see them in the preliminaries lose. Because, look, when you're the cocky SOB, you need to be knocked off the perch every once in a while. And I really, it, it was good 10 years ago when they lost to Greece. I thought that was great. It wasn't great for national well, pride. It was, it was also, that was also a very unlikable team. Agreed. Back. Well, is this team very likable? Not as unlikable as that team. No. Well, there pretty much was no team as unlikable as that team. But this team, well, we got the Marcus Cousins. I mean, not a likable character, right? You like Curry. You like, you like Durant. Well, Curry's not fine. Oh, right. Draymond Green is not very likable right now. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. He's definitely more photogenic. I have not seen the Snapchat. Nor have I, but the fact is he's more photogenic. That guy has made more apologies than Donald Trump this week. No, that's not possible. <laughs> so then you have, I mean, if you go through it, there's a lot of missing pieces, right? You still have Carmelo there. Is Carmelo a likable guy? I'm not sure he is. But he does, he's much more likable as an Olympian because he's playing more of an all-around game. Agreed, but he's not a likable character. I mean, there are no real storylines with these guys. It's, either, it's Durant's team. And if Durant doesn't take I, I think Paul George is likable. I think oh, Paul George is a great story. Jimmy Butler is a great story, if you've ever actually heard right. a story of, of how, what he's, yeah, not what he's been through. through. Um, but, yeah, it's not a team. There's no magic. There's no Michael. There's, there's no, no circumstances. Yeah. So, would you be surprised if they lost? 
Yes, only because so much of Spain is not playing in this. Okay, that's fair. Um, Gasol, the Gasols are out. Right. Uh, Abaca is out. Yep. If you look at the French, I believe Parker is out. Batum, I think. No, Parker's playing. Parker playing? Parker's playing and Batum's playing. Okay. Both of them the are French playing. maybe have – then one of the, maybe it's Rudy. Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert is not that, playing. Not playing. I, I don't see a real threat to them. I think, you know, there's always going to be teams that will give them a run. Yep. They're not, you know, it's not your Argentina. Yeah. It's not the 92 or 96 team at this point. Agreed. So where, where the difference is so significant. Okay. So are you looking forward to boxing? I like boxing. I love real boxing. Amateur. You think it's all corrupt. Oh. Watch the – did you see the Roy Jones? The, the, yeah, uh, but that, how many years ago yeah, was that? The way, the way they – now, they may have changed the point system on this. Yeah. It used to be just on punches landed, which is the silliest thing. Agree, because I could punch you in the stomach a thousand times and I'm not sure get one tempted, shot. I'm sure you've been tempted to. I can't reach up top, so yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to no cover. Reach. Yeah, so until they change the system, although if Rashi Warren is fighting, I will watch him because he's actually a pretty great story. He was, I think, a bronze medal in eight. Could have gone pro and came. I think he, I don't think he's act. I think he's now one pro. But he, he stayed for another year, and then he lost on a disqualification or something really random. Okay, canoeing? No desire. Every once in a while, I like watching whitewater rafting, plus I want to see the bodies go by. Hey, whitewater rafting is not canoeing. Right, but the whitewater, they're canoeing in whitewater. Oh, you like kayaking. Love it. You like the kayak. I do. Okay. And you want to see the body flow. Cycling. No desire. Cycling is so corrupt. More than I believe that is. Well, again, it's indoor cycling. It's not the outdoor cycling. No, they have the outdoor cycling. But indoor cycling, after the laps and all that, because they're moving so fast, I find that a little bit more okay. interesting. But in that, it's kind of, and, and this is the sadistic part of me, it's kind of like uh, a luge. I want to see a crash. I just want to see tumbling and tumbling and tumbling, which is, trust me, it's not fun. I know. I fell off a bike once. Broke two teeth. But yet you're so pretty now. Aww. Okay. Anyway. Equestrian. No desire. No. <laughs> nope. Fencing. It's an interesting sport, but I don't watch it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Field hockey. Kind of same thing. It's interesting. I have no real interest in watching. I had no thought. That, I didn't know it was a part of an Olympic sport. That must be new. No, it's been around forever. Well, I know the sport of No, it's been around really in the Olympics forever. The U.S. has never, followed, never really qualified. Well, that makes sense. Golf. No. No. No interest in watching. Had, even if the top five are there, I would still have no interest. Golf has no business in the Olympics, period. Right. It's a game. It's not a sport. Gymnastics. Although these are the Olympic games. Right. Gymnastics. Yes, absolutely. I, look, this is where gym, gymnastics and ice skating, this is their time. This is where I like watching that. For all those sensitive females looking for a date tonight. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. <laughs> Please feel free to call 760-283-0840. Oh, we're back to, we're back to pipping me out. Damn awesome. Straight. Let's do it. Uh, I got a kid. I got no other. I got no one else to live with. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to see the kid, I'm sure Carly is ready for me to take it <laughs> in about three months. There you go. Three to four months, we'll be appearing at Stumble Inn. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, actually, we'll probably be at a bar in Hoboken. But Okay, fair, fair enough. Handball. Love it. Have you ever seen European handball? Is this yeah, European or regular? European handball. So European handball is the most awesome sport ever. It was the so I went to the '96 Olympics, and part of the allure of going to the Olympics at that time was you actually had to apply for tickets a year beforehand. 
And not only did you have to apply for tickets, but you had to apply for your first, second, and third choices. And if you're only there for a weekend, you can't have one being soccer in Athens and the next one being European handball in, in Atlanta because there's 300 miles away. So I sat down and we did this all. Oh, on by the, the way, spreadsheet. that's Athens, Georgia. Yeah, not, not Athens, Greece. Yes. So we do this all on the spreadsheet. And a year later, you get back, we got tickets. And you see what you get. And you hope that you got something that you wanted. And one of the things that we got was European handball. Now, we play this in gym class. I mean, it's basically a cross between basketball and soccer. You get, you get to dribble three times, you have to pass it, and then you have to shoot it with your hands. Oh, that's not what they do in the European level. It's basically wild ball. So, so the rule is simple. Imagine me dribbling the ball down. Yes, I can dribble. Dribble the ball down. Seth gets in my way. I run him over. The foul is on him. The foul is not on me. Why is the foul on him? You impeded my way. So it basically has everybody hitting the deck, and it is a lot of fun. It is a sport I enjoy immensely. <laughs> Judo. No, no interest. It's like watching uh, Daniel LaRusso is going to fight and Mr. Miyagi. I, I just want to see the jiu-jitsu guy. I do want to see the jiu-jitsu guy that got kidnapped. I do, I do want to see him because I want to see how much anger this man has in Rio. <laughs> okay. Modern pentathlon. It's like watching a decathlon. Some, some stuff I watch. Rowing, no desire. You said you enjoy rowing. No? No. Rafting. But they don't have rafting. So I'll watch So rowing. So being a coxsmith. Yeah. So clever. Rugby. No. Rugby is a fun sport to watch, but I don't know if it's an Olympic sport. I like watching rugby seven. Okay, is it and it is seven. It is seven. Is there differences? Yeah, there's eleven. There's eleven and there's seven. So there's football and there's rugby. And the rugby guys are tougher in both. Oh, absolutely, because they don't wear pads. Exactly. No, nope. this may be the most boring sport on the Golf. Right, so my wife would agree with you. I'll go with sailing. Okay. Shooting. No interest whatsoever. Wait, wait. Is this with an AK-47, or is this with a shotgun, or is this with, like, a sniper rifle? I think it's with, none of, I think it's with some version of a rifle. I think it's with... Ski shooting. Oh, no, no, no desire. Ski shooting's nice and all, but not for me. All right. Okay, what else we got? Soccer. Yes. I enjoy watching soccer, and I'll tell you, maybe it's because we don't have a Euro Cup, and maybe because we don't have... Look, and, and I said this when the Euro Cup was going on. I was like, what's the point, right? I mean, it's not for seeding in the, in, in the World Cup. It's not for right. seeding. But then again, the U.S. isn't in it, so why the heck would I watch it? Probably well, won't the, watch the it women's team. And the women's team will win. Probably. Favored, but again, there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of competition. There. Yep. Yep. Table tennis. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So we have a table tennis. I think I told you this. We have a, a tennis, table tennis table ping pong ping pong table. table thank you ping pong table in our office now so we are uh going to have an olympic games in our office at the same time that the olympics are going on yeah i grew up with one we have one in my office i i play from time to time and the only i only got two things on my registry on the red on the wedding registry one was a table one was a ping pong table one was a dark did you get the ping pong table it's sitting in my mother-in-law's house can we open that up and play where would you like to put it in her basement you going to help me fold it up when we're done? Absolutely. And move it wherever we end up? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. All right, great. Taekwondo, no interest. 
Is that jujitsu? That's closer to jujitsu than judo. Which one does he put? Neither. I, I think he's a taekwondo. I don't know. I'd have to look. Okay. Yes, 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 to that whenever he's doing it. Tennis, okay. I have no desire. Same idea as golf. It's not long. There are enough majors that I don't need to see this again. Triathlon. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's track and field. Here's the no, be, no, it's not. It's swimming, biking, running. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah. but here's the thing about tennis, right? Do you view the gold medal as you would a major? Yeah, I do. Um, so there is something to be said, right? Serena wins the golden gold. Right, the gold Serena's um, got a shot, right? No, well, she just got the win, but she doesn't. She's lost the first two majors. Right. Yeah. Okay, forget that. Then. Sorry. It's okay. And there are no men that have that shot. Murray doesn't have it. No, Djokovic won one. Murray won. You know, forgetting. But you could start third. with this and go through it again, right? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. But it's just not. It's, it's kind of considered a little bit different. Okay. okay. Uh, try. Oh, volleyball. Both regular and beach. I enjoy. Volleyball. I enjoy watching. I, I saw volleyball in '96. I enjoy watching volleyball. I do. Water polo, very fun sport to watch. I kind of dig it. Okay, I like playing it a lot more than I like watching it. Um, go back. When, when was the last time you played water polo? Actually, last summer at my at my camp reunion, we had a water polo game. Let me tell you, the volleyball, I like more than probably most of the stuff on this because of how fast. Like, the, are you talking beach volleyball or regular? Volleyball? Both. Okay. The, look, their spikes are ridiculous. The thought to dig one of those. Okay, well, so yeah, weightlifting. Yes, if it's a woman. No, if it's a man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> weightlifting always goes back to me to the Saturday Night Live skit where we have Kevin Neal and his Hans, Hans, Hans and Franz. And we're going to bump you up. And he picks it up and his arms fall off. And for me, it's always Nick Mangold's sister. Holly Mangold. Holly Mangold, who is bigger than Nick. It's a big girl. Big girl. <laughs> Greco-Roman wrestling. Does nothing for me. There's no lariats. There's no hitting with the chairs. <laughs> wow, no really? <laughs> yeah. Really? He's WWE? Where's Daniel Bryan when you need him? Uh, he's smaller than us, ironically. He is. John Cena? Um, yeah, he's a little bit bigger. So we start yeah. what? Uh, basketball starts first? Or is it? I think tr- I think soccer starts the third first. Well, it first. seems to make sense, right? Yeah, because starts- the longer... So we got women's football. Women's football. That's soccer. Very good, Sean. How long have you hosted a radio sports well, show? I, I saw women's football and then I saw soccer. So we got what? So is the U.S. play on Wednesday at 7. Wednesday at 6 p.m. Excellent. 6 p.m. here. That's, that's yeah. great for us. So every time – oh, no, we can't do that. So opening ceremonies are when? Friday night? Mm-hmm. Prime time as usual? Yep. Thursday is men's soccer. And then track is probably Saturday and Sunday, I'm thinking. Well, archery starts on Friday. Again, we're just in equestrian. So those are. So uh, what's the first real sport? Table tennis. Women's preliminary. I don't think I need to be watching. I'll be fair. I'll, I'll probably not. Thing, no. Chances are you will be because it's Saturday morning and you're going to be awake. Damn you, Jake. If, if, I had, if I had to put a bet on this, I would bet that you'd be watching one at least one table tennis match on Saturday morning. Is that a fair bet? No comment. <laughs> but it does seem that everything is starting on, um, on, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, well, right after opening ceremonies, right? 
mm-hmm. and NBC will have everything live, from what I understand. I mean, it's only an hour difference, so I can't well, imagine they'd have. Well, considering nobody really wants to watch anything on NBC otherwise at this point, so. Well, it is summer. Look. Well, but even in regular, nobody wants to see them. Right, I get that, but. You have to imagine that the summer gets better ratings than the winter. It does, and that's why they pay so much for it. And it has such a great, such a huge following. Uh, yeah. Following such a, such a, the advertising dollars are enormous. Yeah, because who doesn't want to pay millions of dollars to watch Holland versus Spain in a uh, women's water polo game? Your wife. My wife probably does not want to. <laughs> she did. She did. I know. She played. She played it. The shortest year. women's rugby player on record. Did you just say hookers tend to be little people? No, I just know what a hooker is. <laughs> if you want to hear more description about why Sean knows hookers so well, please feel free to call 760-283-0846. To be clear, we were talking about hookers as a position in rugby. Sure, we were. Do you want to call in anyway? 760-283-0846. You got about 15 minutes left in the show. 14 minutes left in the show. Well, since the last time we talked, NFL training camps have started, right? And now, look, it's now become part of Seth's time. The NFL is growing near, and the NCAA football is growing near, and you can see him dancing in that baseball will no longer take the back page of the New York Post. It will be Giants, Giants, and Giants. To be fair, I don't I haven't read the New York Post since about two thousand and four. Okay, it will also be on the front page of ESPN.com. Right. The top story. And since the last time we talked, the Jets have re signed their quarterback. It's about damn time. For the same amount of money that he wanted six months six ago. Months. And look, I make no bones about it. My teams are incredibly stupid. Every single one of them. And when the Giants make a trade, the the New York Giants make a trade, everybody lauds the Giants whenever they make a trade. It is a tremendous trade. There's never second-guessing. Can you remember the last trade that, that you guys second-guessed? The last guy you leave and pick up. No, no. The last free agent you let go that you second-guessed. Yeah, keep thinking. I, I second-guessed when they released. Uh, Umanura. No, okay. no, I really didn't. No, you didn't. They had. And how long ago was that? that was three or four years ago. Oh, okay. Did you second guess any of the pickups? Not for the money, for the pickup this this year. If you're not including the money. Damon Harrison, you needed a nose tackle. Yeah. Janoris Jenkins, you, you needed need a corner. corner. Each one of these guys. Yeah, had a functional. And even for the money that you used, you still were like, Okay, Olivia and Vernon was a lot of money, probably too much money. But your reaction was, we needed him, and we paid the cost to go get him. The one that bo- Jenkins bothered me, uh, the other two didn't. Okay. Now, when you get to the Jets, it's always a problem. It's always a, holy cow, we could have done that earlier. Holy cow, what, what kind of tra- – you traded up to get who? It's always a question. Look, the last first, second to last first round pick to sign was Darren Lee. What team does he play for? The Jets. Why did they? Why? Because of offset language, which every other player in the NFL rookie has. Joey Bosa being the last one. Right. You're kind of wondering what the heck's the hold up there. If you're the Chargers, you're kind of saying, I don't want to do it this way. And if you're Joey Bosa saying, I'm the third pick in the draft, I, you do it my way. 
But anyway, so yes, they re-signed Mark Fitzpatrick. I was doing a little dance, a little jig, make love tonight, all that other thing in the bar when this happened. If anyone wants to make love to Sean in the bar, please call 760-283. Well, I haven't had one of these, in a, one of these shows in a I'm long time. I'm just jumping all over it, so literally. And anyway, but I had to go. But you know what? The Jets' offense is back. It really is. And they have a high-octane offense. Yeah, bringing in Forte, I think, is a solid is a solid move where he's not the end-all, be-all when you have Marshall and Decker on the Absolutely. Bike. And can Jason Morrow become a legitimate tight end? And can the offensive line stand up for one more year? Look, you, Ryan Fitzpatrick is what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. An average quarterback who had a very good year last right. year. But he had, an average, he had a very good year because Marshall and Decker are probably the best pair of wide receivers, definitely in the AFC, maybe in the NFL. Right. I think you can, you can, there are arguments in, you know, in Arizona and sure, probably one or two other places. But they're but, in that discussion, gosh, absolutely, absolutely. As, a, as a twosome. So yeah, the question is, does he put up those numbers again, and can they fight off the Buffalo Bills? Can they fight, Who signed Reggie Bush today? Not that that's a huge signing, but – can they fight off the Dolphins, who signed Arian Foster? Which, I'll tell you, when he came out, did you not think he was a Patriot? Just like, yeah. He, but the thing was, he, he wasn't knocked down low enough to be a Corey Dillon-esque Patriot. Um, you know, Foster had some bad luck with injuries, but if he's healthy, that, that guy's a top-10 talent. Agreed. And he may be a, 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 a steal in the fantasy league world. And we'll get to that in a couple of weeks, uh, along with uh, – Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman and Antonio Brown. And here are some of our favorites. <laughs> it's funny because our good friend, Devontae Isles, if you saw the bet that Brandon Marshall and Antonio Freeman had this week, did you see it? Antonio Freeman? Antonio Brown, excuse me. Did you see okay. the bet? I didn't. So Brandon Marshall, Porsche is the new sponsor of the New York Jets because the Jets need to be a top brand. So Brandon Marshall went on Twitter with his new Porsche. And he bet Antonio Brown that he would have more receiving yards than he would, than, than, than Antonio Brown. And he put his Porsche, which you know he didn't pay for, against Antonio Brown's black and gold rolls and said, I'll have more receiving yards. Let's do this. Now, why would Antonio Brown do this when his rolls is probably hundred times more than the Porsche? Well, so Antonio Brown comes up, goes to Twitter saying, you know, my gig's a hundred grand more than yours, but you're on. Now, and and our good friend Abate Alice tweeted this and said, Who do you think is going to have a better year? And my response, and you could see it on Abate's uh Twitter feed, is without any other options, well, Ben's gotta throw it to one guy and it's gonna be Antonio Brown. And lucky Brian. for us, he's on our fantasy team. Yeah. Brian out, Martavius Brian out for the year with the drug suspension. So, and Le'Veon Bell, unfortunately, coming off four game, four game probably. suspension. And Le- Darius Green is also hurt. And Heath Miller is retired. So, you have Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and, we, and Marcus Wheaton. Yeah. So, oh. so, basically, we get about 35 points a game for the first four games. We'll, we'll draft D'Angelo Williams again. That's not a secret to anybody that's trying us in fantasy. We will be we will be going after him, and that's that. And and hopefully we'll have a good season. But it is time for the NFL to take center stage again. And I know well, this it, makes you happy. It, it was a tough two weeks for me before the Olympics. I had nothing. 
it's baseball. Baseball doesn't count until you have an October. all-star game. I don't even oh, the American League won, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this determine in this this brilliant determines determines who who is the whole has home field advantage for the World Series. Not the team with the most wins after 162 games. That would just be stupid. But no, a, a random all-star game, which means nothing. Well, here's another question of stuff that means nothing. I'm good on things that mean when nothing. When Bud Selig said we need interleague play, one of the big things that he propped up was that there would be rivalries between the Mets and the Yankees. And there were rivalries between Boston and Philadelphia. And there would be rivalries between Colorado and Seattle. <laughs> Tonight, the Mets play the Yankees. Did you even know that? Not until I went on ESPN at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Do you care? No. Do you? No. I got asked today to go to the Mets-Yankees game. Free ticket. Tonight? Tonight. Seven line, seven line, love them. I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know, it's nice to go to a game. I went to the game actually on Friday and saw the Mets get three hit. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? If you asked me 10 years ago when, when this first started, whether I was going to go to a Mets-Yankees game, I would have been seventh heaven. I would have been all over that. But the allure has just died. I don't see it as anything special anymore. And it certainly is not – look, it wasn't on ESPN.com today. It wasn't on the Daily News today. It wasn't on the Post today. It wasn't on Newsday today. It's died. It's not – it got what Bud Selig wanted. But I'd really like these games to show no increase in – in in attendance, maybe they'll revert back and say no more. I, I think you've let the cat out of the bag, unfortunately. But I used to like it when the Mets didn't play anybody in the American League. I'm still confused. Colorado, Seattle is not a world. It's not a big time rivalry. No, not no, no. Sorry. All right, five minutes ago. Head up. Uh oh. Head up. Game on. Game on. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody. Phone calls, tweets, emails, texts. Uh, about my well, that I'm a pops, which is which I think Sean just went to grab the kid and he's disappeared. So apparently someone just kidnapped our baby from our from my apartment. Um, I'm desperately scared, worried about this. And all my kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think my deadpan would probably. Do. But in all sincerity, everyone who's reached out, gotten gifts for us, it's really appreciated, and we'll get back. And we look, you know. It's it's been an, a, a somewhat trying first week, but it's been fun and interesting and very different. My sleep pattern always stunk, so nothing, nothing real different there. Um, but no, just wanted a big thank you uh, to everybody on that. Props for one of the boxing fights of the year: Carl Frampton, uh, Leo Santa Cruz, six different UFC champion, uh, and Tyrone Woodley. It's a sport that's just kind of going in weird circles this year. But, you know, those are, that's really all I wanted to kind of reach out on. For props to Sean Payton, who is the coach of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, for those that don't know, Greenbrier, where they have their training camp every year, is in West Virginia and got flooded this year, tremendously flooded. And nobody knows a good flood like New Orleans. So when they went – so there were rumors that they were not going to go to Greenbrier this year because of the flooding – and they said, no, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to build up that community. We're going to build up that community. We'll be good to go. So they went up there for their first day of training camp. And Sean Payton did something that you would not see many coaches do. First day of training camp, 
He takes his players. He goes, we're not going to practice. Now, there are only a certain amount of practices that you can have in practice in the NFL now due to the new labor agreement. And he spent one of them cleaning up two homes in Greenbrier and rebuilding a public playground. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous stuff coming from Sean Payton and the Saints. Number two, props to Jerry Jones. And I know people are going to say, how can you get props to Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones flew out the, the families of the Dallas uh, police officers, that the victims in the shooting. And he has put on every single one of the Dallas Cowboy helmets a sticker in support of the police officers. Whether you agree or disagree with what's going on in the world today, the shooting of the useless shooting of people, white, black, police officers, not police officers, it's useless and should stop. Finally, to Bill Belichick, I think Seth knows where I'm going here, but I'm not sure. The quote of the year. Some reporter, an asinine reporter, if you ask me, asked Belichick at a press conference. Jimmy Garofalo is going to sign the, uh, going to play the first four games of the, of the year. He says, so, if Jimmy Garofalo does really, really well and wins all four games, will Tom Brady have his job when he comes back? To which Belichick steadfastly and deadpan said, Jesus Christ, and walked off the stage. Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you very much for all, for everybody for tuning in to Seth and Sean Sports Radio. And uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. One last thing to my friends in Maryland. Uh, as most of you know, I went to the University of Maryland. Huge flooding out there, out in Ellicott City. I'll just reach out, hoping everyone is everyone is doing okay because I have a bunch of buddies out there. So. Stay safe in Ellicott. For Seth Gamins, this has been Sean Palmer, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. We'll catch you next week with a little bit more of the Olympics and one more week of baseball. Bye. Have a good week, everybody. Bye, everyone.